Hey guys, what's going on? It's your good guy here, Prince Onyx. I just want to say first and foremost, thank you to the Anchor FM app because without it, the Royal Hour podcast would have never been able to see the light of day. Here at Anchor FM, it is a free 99 app that allows you to record and edit your podcast with all the tools that are available to you. And again, did I mention that it is totally free? Oh yeah, it is free, free, free. And this app is free. Da 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 da. It's free. It's the free ninety nine for me. With this app, of course, like I said, it's free. You get to edit and record your podcast. You have all the tools available, and it is distributed to other podcast platforms such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts and many more. So be sure to join Anchor FM today and let them know that the Royal Hour Podcast by Prince Onyx sent you. Thank you. Ciao. <laughs> hey, you guys. What's up? It's your good guy here, Prince Onyx. And I'm going to let you guys in on a little secret. As part of my royal court, for just as low as $7.99 a month, that's $7.99 a month, you guys can get advertisement free. In other words, ad-free episodes from your favorite podcast, the Royal Hour Podcast. How do you do that, you ask? Well, if you're listening from Spotify or from Anchor, there will be a link in the description that you can click on where you will be able to be a paid subscriber. Now, with this subscription, you are able to get, again, ad-free episodes, meaning that all you will hear is the intro, the, um, you'll hear about the Anchor FM, you know, spot about how to create your own podcast, and where to find me, which is the outro, and where to find me on social media. Other than that, you guys will get, you know, as long as I want to have the episodes, they could be an hour, maybe two hours, who knows? of just me, Solo Dolo, or me and my guests from the Royal Court as we talk about the various topics that you guys love, from entertainment, to politics, to AI, to conspiracy theories. When I tell you, you would want to subscribe to this because I'm already free enough. You know, I speak freely enough on the show regularly, but with the subscription, when I tell y'all, <laughs> you get a more raw, uncut version of your good guy Prince Onyx, and then some, yeah, you'd want to subscribe to this. So again, for just as little as $7.99 a month, you guys will get will get ad-free episodes. Ad-free, no interruptions, just straight through and through from one segment to the next segment to the next segment to the next segment. To the end of the episode, you guys will get all of that for just as low as $7.99 a month. And this is due in part to Anchor, which is provided to us by Spotify. So I just wanted to let you guys know before y'all listen to this episode, because this is a freebie. Just like, you know, you guys get the regular episodes because season two is coming. <laughs> but I just wanted to let y'all know that moving forward to get those subscription episodes those exclusive episodes subscription based episodes you just gotta subscribe for as low as $7.99 a month and you guys get your good boy prince onyx and then some thank y'all now let's get back to the show hello and welcome to the royal hour podcast 
hosted by the one and only Plantonix. Join me on a daily to weekly basis with the Royal Court and I as we delve deep into a wide range of topics. From entertainment to politics, both professional and streetwise, to personal stories of things that we've experienced. From dating troubles to family drama and even our own tea that'll get spilled. All from a Chicago perspective that at times can be viewed as worldly. You can find us on Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts, and more. This is a show that you don't want to miss. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, you guys. Welcome back to the Royal Hour Podcast with your good guy here, Prince Onyx. So you guys are getting this episode. Now, mind you, y'all will be listening to this the day after my birthday, but I figured it was best to record because I just felt like being creative and felt like sharing with y'all because I'm just honestly, I am full of emotions right now. I am overwhelmed with a sense of joy, gratitude, humility. I'm just really full right now. So if I ever get emotional during this episode, I just want to give y'all a heads up. But I hope that you guys are doing well. These past couple of weeks, I'm not going to lie to y'all. The reason why y'all have not gotten any episodes is because I've been working hard on some scripts for some friends of mine. I've been converting uh, this like playwright script into a screenplay script and you know what i can't wait for y'all to see it like i'm already like visioning and envisioning rather the scenes for the movie uh the different characters oh my god like i'm child when i tell you my when my mind gets going it's a good motherfucking sign um auntie who auntie who auntie who Anywho, um, anyway, life's great. Pussy's still good. Shout out to Glorilla. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, y'all, yeah, it's just it's a good episode. If y'all catch me slurring a little bit, yes, I've been drinking. I've been drinking. Shout out to Beyonce. I'm really hoping I can get some a, a ticket to Renaissance. Okay, I don't even give a damn if I'm in a nosebleeds as long as it's an affordable price. Cause y'all know them resellers. Jesus Christ. Now when the government gets involved and like really you know yokes up and yanks up uh Ticketmaster by the throat by the throat if you're in the south by the throat it's gonna be a, a whole nother conversation but anyway i just wanted to give y'all a heads up in case i'm slurring a little bit at any given point in time because i'm a little bit tipsy but anyway i, I miss y'all i have really missed y'all i hope y'all missed me too um if y'all haven't already heard it but you should have before you even hear this segment the beginning of the the actual episode uh be sure to subscribe uh via spotify or anchor if you're listening to one of those there will be a link that gives you the uh, option to subscribe to receive ad free content so ad free this is just a repeat of what you have already have heard but again the ad free content it's just you guys um, getting episodes that are advertisement free. You guys will hear the, you know, me shouting out Anchor in order, you know, to help you guys with creating your own podcast. Uh, the intro, of course, that I know y'all love and where to find me, which is the outro for the uh, for the podcast. And it's just going to be me, either me solo dolo or me and a friend or a few as we talk about various topics. I'm telling y'all season two baby season two now that I, now that my birthday has passed yeah y'all are definitely getting season two if not this week next week for sure uh but who knows i may pull a fast one on y'all and give y'all season two you know <laughs> this coming saturday you dig but anyway you know 
Uh, yes, this is a freestyle episode, but this is a pop shop episode. Now, for those of y'all who have been subscribed, and if you haven't, you have been missing out. But the first two volumes of the pop shop has been me and my good guy, Alan Lewis, who is a songwriter, singer, and choreographer up and coming, mind you, uh, based out of Seattle, Washington. A uh, really good guy, really good brother. I love him a lot. He's like a little, he's like a brother to me. Um, I was about to say little brother, but I don't, I feel like he may be younger than me or maybe he may be a year older than me. I'm not too sure, but you know, hey. Um, but yeah, really dope brother, really intelligent. We talk about pop culture and things like that um, and the likes and more. You know, the pop shop is like the barbershop, if you will, or the hair salon where you talk about politics, you talk about entertainment, you just talk about various things that affect well, I ain't going to say entertainment necessarily affects us, but you talk about things that, you know, like politics that affects us. Right. You talk about things like that, um, you know, in in these places that we have cultivated within the black community. Uh, speaking of which, there is a particular politician, um, a young brother here in Chicago by the name of Jamal Green. He is running for mayor. Uh, but truth be told, it would be better if he runs for alderman because he's he's from the younger generation. You know what I'm saying? Like my generation. And so the older crowd won't necessarily vote him in for mayor, you know, and it sucks. But, you know, him and that sister Amara, I forget her last name. Um, they should really run for aldermans instead because, you know, it's it's OK to aim high. You feel what I'm saying? It's OK to aim high. But what you want to do is. What you want to do is you want to start you want to start climbing that political ladder from a a, a a point that is easier and more feasible where you can still enact the plans that you have for the city, for the state that you live in, for that you reside in and that you love. You know, you can do it in a way where. You know, you can still get things implemented and being an alderman can can give both of them, both Jamal and Amara, uh, it can give them a very um. what am I trying to say? It can give them a very good, you know, building block, so to speak, a really good resume of like, OK, when they were aldermen, they got X, Y, Z done, X, Y, Z done. You know, when they run those commercials, when somebody's running for mayor or even alderman and it's listing the things that they have been able to do while in office that's a good thing you know what i'm saying so after this episode after i'm done recording i'm going to definitely reach out to him and let him know hey brother look for the mayoral campaign you may not win but but go for alderman and i bet you you'll win that you know what i'm saying like an alderman is still good i mean obama started as an alderman hello at, at least i recall you know y'all correct me if i'm wrong you already know my royal court y'all know we have them conversations where you know, y'all be like, hey, Prince, that was actually incorrect or inaccurate. This is the real tea. And I received that information well. You feel what I'm saying? Anyway, um, let's go ahead and talk about the Grammys briefly, right? Shout out to Beyonce for being the first black woman to win the award for best electronic slash dance album. She deserved that. You know, and it's crazy because, like, I don't even know if that award was around when Donna Summers was around or the Weather Girls. You know, because here's the thing. Black women and black queer people, be it black queer men, black trans women, black non-binary folks, whatever the case is, have really been upholding music in certain genres and pockets for so long. But, of course, well, before I get to that. I'm just thankful that Beyonce won that because she fucking deserved that. Renaissance is 
it's house, it's dance, it's electro, it's electronic, it's techno. Well, even though electro and techno are just really whitewashed versions of a, of house of house music, even electronic is essentially a, a a whitewashed version of house music and dance music, even. Um, you know, but shout out to her. I'm so glad that she won that award. She won four total, uh, but of course she did not win album of the year. Which is unfortunate because she deserved that fucking award over Harry, I'm really queer baiting Styles. She deserved that award. She deserved it. She really did. That is album of the year because when you really think about it, Beyonce releasing Renaissance last year really just, it brought joy back into our lives. It brought happiness and love and peace and just, you know, wanting to dance and and feel good. It really bought that shit back into our lives not just from a black queer perspective but everybody was bumping that shit but if you really want to be honest yes us the black queers the black cisgendered women we was bumping that shit and you know like we're like the demand to to go and see her is so high that she has added extra tour dates to the renaissance north american leg of the tour because she's starting over in europe first then coming over here so she deserves album of the year. And I don't know if it'll take her, it, I don't know if it would take for her to make a a jazz album, a blues album, or a jazz and blues album, or even a full-on country album, or bluegrass, or hell, a classical album, okay? Like giving us like, you know, sampling Claire de Lune, or something like that, or sampling fucking Mozart for the academy to be like oh yeah let's give her this award but see here's the true tea that a lot of people don't realize is that one of the members of the voting committee or of the grammys board their daughter or granddaughter was featured on uh, harry styles album she was featuring like the background vocals i believe so that right there just lets you know that it's like yeah these award shows are definitely rigged like <laughs> Like, let's be, let's be real. If we're going to be anything, let's be real. Let's be fucking for real. Let, like, can we do that? Can we do that? Because here it is right here, folks. This is from the Recording Academy, the Grammys, from their Twitter account. Fun fact. The voice at the beginning of As It Was is the daughter of our very own Grammys producer, Ben Winston. So, once again, and Ben Winston is a TV and film director and executive producer. And again, he's a part of the Grammys board. So, his daughter, Ben Winston's daughter, her voice was at the very beginning of As It Was. So, <laughs> when you put two and two together, two plus two equals four. Am I right? Two plus two equals four. So when you put two and two together, ladies and gentlemen, into my non-binaries, that is why Harry Styles ended up winning. So maybe Beyonce needs to have one of the, you know, board members or producers of the Grammys have, you know, one of their offspring featured on Renaissance Act 2 or Renaissance Act 3. You know what I'm saying? And maybe just maybe she'll win. Because for me, I'm going to say this. I feel like. I feel like 
when she did that Super Bowl that year with uh, Bruno Mars and Coldplay and when she, her and her dancers were dressed like the Black Panthers, this was during the Lemonade era when they were dressed like the Black Panthers and she was, you know, representing proud and black, you know, pro-black, all that shit, right? I feel like the folks in the industry, the palm-colored individuals, baby-powdered colored individuals, felt the type of way about that. They felt like, oh, how dare she do this? Because of the current political climate in America. How dare she do this? How dare she? So we're going to make it to where she can, you know, she can submit for album of the year. She can be nominated, but we will never give her that award. We got to make her grovel for it. And thankfully, she is not groveling for it. But you can tell that like deep down inside, it's like, damn, y'all really just ain't going ain't gonna to give me this shit. When I'm working my ass off. Just like my, all of my creative peers and mentors and inspirations, Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, the artist formerly known as Prince, the purple one, Tina Turner. Come on now, y'all y'all really not going to give me this? Because yeah, here's the thing, Harry Styles, I, I like, I want to say like one or two of his songs off, off the album because they I've heard them on the radio whenever I was in my Ubers, I would hear them on the radio and I, I swear I thought it was a black guy. And then when soon as Shazam pulls up Harry Styles, I'm like, oh, damn. Huh. Oh, damn. Because no lie, his, a lot of his songs sound like they're written by black folks. Which is some more tea that a lot of people who be writing these songs are black. But because they are, and not even just black, but let them be dark-skinned. Let them be queer. Or yeah, if they are light-skinned, but they still have like Negroid features. Oh, yeah, you can write and produce for these white artists. White artists. And yeah, when they submit for the Grammys, when they get nominated and when they win, yes, you're winning too. But just imagine how powerful it would be if you would have gave some of those songs to a Beyonce or uh, I would say a Frank Ocean, but I don't think he has submitted for the Grammys in a while. But just a Beyonce, just again, for an example, imagine how powerful that would be. Imagine how powerful that would be. You know, because a lot of people are like, oh, she should never submit again because fuck the Grammys and da 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 da. And trust me, I'm right there with y'all. But, 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 but. <laughs> when she submits, when she submits, it's not just for her. When she submits, it is not just for her. It is. I'm pretty sure most of you are familiar with the line from the Notorious B.I.G. Black and ugly as ever, however. So I'm here to tell you about Black and Ugly, a clothing line where the phrase itself is an oxymoron and it is not everything that you think. Rather, it's everything you think it's not. Here at Black and Ugly, you are going to find unique pieces of clothing from hats to hoodies to sweatpants to camouflage pants to backpacks to little pins that you can put on your backpack as well as your clothing down to jackets, hockey shirts, so on and so forth. And mind you, this is not your typical average wear. No, this is wearable art created by a black woman for for the people by the people. This is like FUBU 2.0. 
black and ugly. It's everything that you think it's not. Be sure to head on over there and let them know that the Royal Hour, Prince Onyx, sent you. Ow. She deserved it. As I was saying, like, hey guys, what's going on? It's your good guy here, Prince Onyx. I'm back. Welcome back to the Royal Hour Podcast. But like I said, Beyonce definitely deserved that award for album of the year and you know what at this point like i said and if i haven't said it i'm going to say it again because i tweeted it out last night is that i feel like at this point it would take for her to make a jazz album or you know a blues album or something out of you know the norm quote unquote for her but then it's just like you know with renaissance and with lemonade for example these albums these bodies of work were definitely you know different from what she's done even though she's done these this type of music these types of sounds before but a whole album of it like with renaissance a whole you know dance funk disco a house you know album it's like you know yo this is the first you know and with lemonade it was just various different tracks you know you had I w- you had country you had bluegrass you had experimental you know you, you had different sounds still so it's just <sighs> It just it sucks, you know, but hey, she still won at the end of the night and, you know, hey, keep going because, you know, while, while I'll say this, I'll say this. Yes, I would love for there to be a black owned version of, you know, an award show that is, you know, completely made up, made up and made by black artists and entertainers that have the same value and stock as the Grammy as the Oscars. I would love that. And yes, BET is owned by the same people who own the Grammys and this, that, and the third. Yes, we know the BET is not black owned, but we still show up to watch the BET Awards. We still show up to watch the NAACP Image Awards. We still show up to watch the BET Hip Hop Awards, the Soul Train Awards. We still show up to watch these award shows because they feature predominantly black artists. And they get awarded and recognized by their peers. By their peers. So you don't have to worry about feeling like people got snubbed, even though it still happens at these award shows, too. But what I'm saying is you don't have to worry about it as much as you would when it comes to these other shows. You feel what I'm saying? So, you know, because somebody had tweeted me and was like, you know, Oh, because I talked about the Grammys um, hip hop tribute because hip hop turned 50 and it was a wonderful tribute. Uh, Apparently, Questlove said they wanted to have Will Smith, but I'm assuming due to the uh, pre-production phase of Bad Boys 4, he is unavailable, which sucks that that he couldn't step away just for that one night. You know what I'm saying? Um, And then they also didn't have J.J. Fad and they were the first hip hop group. Um, you know, first hip hop act to be nominated once the Grammys had started to acknowledge hip hop and rap. So they should have been there. Um, I feel like they should have had Lady of Rage. They should have had Little Kim perform. They should have had Nicki. Like, I feel like there are certain people that they should have had perform. I, I wish uh, the um, the guy who was one of the, uh, the I don't want to say lead, but like one of the members of Houdini, he unfortunately had passed away. But I wish that the other two members that they could have been there. You know what I'm saying? Like if they're with, you know, among the land of the living, you know, it's just certain acts that I'm like, damn, they should have really had more people. So anyway, I had tweeted out about how, you know, I really, you know, love the tribute that the Grammys did and how like, you know, BT, y'all got to top this, you know what I'm saying? And so this guy was like, oh, why does it matter? BT isn't uh, black owned. It's, it's white owned. It's like, dude, 
I know that. And and that's what I'm I'm really tired of is people feeling the need to interject because you're, you know, sharing your thoughts. So it's like, oh, well, I just think I don't give a damn what you think. I don't give a damn what you think, sir. I know the BET is not black on. What I'm saying is that, OK, the Grammys that for the past, you know, few years, you know, Grammy so white, Oscar so white, the whole whitewashing scandal, that whole situation, they did a hip hop tribute and there wasn't a single white rapper on stage. They didn't have Eminem, Macklemore, any of these other acts, Iggy Azalea, whatever. So all I was saying is that, hey, for BET, y'all need to, you know, try to include the people who didn't get, uh, you know, the call for the Grammys hip hop tribute. And, you know, still get the people who performed at the Grammys, but then some. Like, let's make this a real long tribute. I don't care if this is a 20-minute tribute or a 30-minute or whatever. Like, yo, this, come on now, it's hip-hop. It's BET. That's all I was saying. Like, people just love to just, just, just you know, try to irk you and stuff like that. And I'm like, you know what? Again, because y'all are hearing this episode the day after my birthday. I was just to my, I was thinking to myself yesterday, I'm like, it is my birthday. I'm not going to let nobody disrupt me bother me my energy my spirit my soul none of that so i'm like child whatever i just tweeted him back i forgot what i said and i just kept it pushing <laughs> you know <sighs> but there was some other news that happened so apparently backstage um there was unfortunately an altercation between offset and quavo of the migos uh, about the tribute to take off because uh, quavo ended up performing uh, during the memorial memoriam you know, in memory of uh, tribute at the Grammys and Offset wanted to also be a part of that. But for whatever reason, Quavo had blocked it. And so there was an altercation. And at first I didn't believe it because I'm like, if there's no video footage, I'm not going to believe, you know, none of what I'm seeing online, reading these articles and tweets and headlines. But someone has sent in video footage, cell phone video footage uh, to E.T. Entertainment tonight. And you could hear Cardi yelling, Cardi be yelling, uh, you know, at both of them like, oh, y'all both wrong. That's fucked up. Da -da 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 -da. Shut the fuck up, bitch, because you've been talking, whoever she was talking to, like she was just going off. And I'm going to be honest, because a lot of people feel like, you know, their breakup with Amigos, this is before Takeoff's untimely passing. Uh, people thought that it was because Offset messed around with Sweetie, which is not the case at all. Um, it's just the rabbit hole with that situation just goes really deep. And so I wish that as brothers, Quavo and Offset can really patch things up because life is so short as we see. And, you know, you're here today and gone tomorrow in an instant. And so you don't want to be harboring these feelings and never get the chance to talk to one another. You never, you know, want to get the, you never want to not be able to have the chance to patch things up because once they're gone, they are gone in the physical form. And, you know, it's just, you don't want any more, you know, bad blood between y'all. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and cause Quavo, the way that he's moving, it's just like, dude, you're just really, you know, the way that he's moving about with certain people and being clicked up with certain folks and certain individuals it just makes you go, um, but these are the same people that you didn't really like. Like I found out, for example, little baby was originally the weed man. And then he got turned into a rapper and there was the Migos who was helping him with his cadence, his flow and his bars and all of that stuff. And so, you know, there was a point in time where they had beef, the Migos and little baby. 
And so now here you are partying with him and Drake, who only did did like a couple of songs with y'all. And then, you know, because y'all were y'all were the hot up and coming thing. And then he moved on and went out, went on about his day. And, you know, part and now you're partying with them and with Diddy and all these other people. And it's just like, hmm, it's giving clout chaser. It's giving, oh, attention seeker. It's giving, you know, I'm the Beyonce of the Migos. Because my thing is, Quavo, let's see where you are come the summer of 2023. Let's see where you are as far as popularity, relevancy. Let's see where you are. Because I bet you those same people who you are, you know, hugged up with and taking pictures, smiling and cheesing, got your arm over their shoulders, just having a good time. I bet you those same people will stop answering the phone at one point because it happens in this industry. There really are no friends. It's just, it's literally just business. Now, for the few people who for the people who <laughs> for the people who are friends in and out of the industry, you know, those relationships get tested a lot because people in this industry, a lot of them are so fake. It's all smoke and mirrors. You know, they just want to use you for a come up and then go on to the next thing and go on to the next thing and go on to the next thing and go on to the next thing. And so these same people who you are hugged up with and smiling now who are not related to you like how Takeoff, may he rest in peace, was um, because that was your nephew. And these same people like, you know, they're not related to you like Offset that is your brother. It's like, yo, y'all need to patch things up. Stop letting the industry come between y'all for real, for real. And I say that with a lot of these acts, like whether it's JT and Young Miami, uh, you know, because they're friends. Um, I'm trying to think of who else is like real, like they real friends before the, you know, before the fame and all the stuff like, yo, like really hold on to your friendships. Yes, things are going to happen. Fights are going to occur arguments. But, yo, y'all want to be sure that you patch things up with people because you just never know. You want to make sure you're on a good footing and a good standing with people because you just never know. You never know. You never, never know, you know. But yeah, um, either way, the Grammys, you know, hey, they did their thing. The people who won, they won. Um, child, no, 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 fuck this. This is a shade. Steve Lacey, his performance, child, and vocals were very pitchy. Those vocals were very non-existent. Those vocals were very, eh, maybe you belonged at the pre-show and not the actual show. But you see, that's what being anti-black gets you. <laughs> but anti-way, y'all. Let me know what y'all think, though. Like, for real, let me know what y'all think about the Grammys. Like I said, I don't really too much too too much care for them. But when it comes to, you know, recognition for certain things, I just feel like, again, Beyonce, she has been deserving of album of the year. I'm going to say for me as a fan of her music uh, since self-titled. And if it wasn't self-titled, Lemonade. And now even Renaissance, even though this is Act 1, uh, which I'm still, okay, I'm still of the theory that we are getting two more albums because allegedly it is and has been confirmed. I feel like that Renaissance is three acts. So therefore three albums, because notice when the tour dates dropped, she didn't say act two. You know what I'm saying? And then when the visuals dropped, I don't even think those will be act two or act three. You know what I'm saying? I really feel like it's three albums that we're getting. And maybe this might be Beyonce's last hurrah. Who knows? You know what I'm saying? And then she retires for a minute and then like you know takes time away from the limelight does stuff behind the scenes though like you know producing films and still investing in up-and-coming artists and things like that having the rock nation brunches all of that 
but like you know then she may come back around like when she's like 50 or 60 and like i said do like a, a jazz album a blues album you know what if she got together with tony bennett and i believe he's still with us i think that would be dope with with tony bennett esperanza spalding uh man I, michael franks like just really you know, anita baker like really do like some quiet a quiet storm jazz album can you imagine that that would be fucking amazing that would be fucking amazing okay like that that would be fucking amazing okay real talk that would be amazing amazing but anyway you guys i will be right back after these messages let me know what you guys think though again let me know what y'all think i love when y'all talk back in the comments again if you're listening from anchor you can leave a voicemail that will be played on the next episode and throughout episodes when i'm looking at reviews and things like that which you know what Ooh. I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to start reading your reviews. For those of y'all who have been reviewing the show, I'm going to start doing that to show my appreciation, to show my appreciation to you guys even more because I love y'all that much. But all right, we'll be right back after these messages. Hey, what's up, everybody? Just wanted to remind you again and thank you all for tuning in to the Royal Hour podcast with your good guy here, Prince Onyx. Please be sure to leave a five-star rating and comments and feedback i love that but also more importantly it helps with pushing me and the show and my royal court you all and my lovely guests who i have on here from time to time through the algorithm doing that helps all of us win in the grand scheme of things so again thank you for tuning in and be sure to leave a rating and tell a friend to tell a friend and leave a comment we at the royal hour podcast love you guys for that and we thank you and appreciate you all tremendously thank you all righty and let's get back to the show my attic. Messy, isn't it? Well, no matter. No matter. Welcome to Mary's Attic, the storytelling podcast where your host, that's me, tells you tales that range from the horror section of my collection to the fantastical lands of fairy tale fan fiction. I'm so pleased that you have decided to join me as I take you through tales of mystery and mayhem. Whatever podcatcher of your choice that you are listening to this on, be sure to subscribe, comment, leave a five-star review, and tell anyone you can about this old attic of mine. After all, attics are truly more cozy when you have someone to share them with. Don't you agree? Mary's Attic is produced by me, Crystal Mary, whose artistic endeavors can be viewed at Mothlace, M-O-T-H underscore L-A-C-E on Instagram, where links to my Redbubble and published works can also be found in the description box. See you all in the attic. Hey, you guys. So before I get into the next segment I was going to talk about, honey, I got breaking news. Okay, gather around. So (laughs) this is really interesting. According to Deadline, and this article came out yesterday on my birthday. Um, oh, God, I hope I ain't offend no Jamaicans. I love y'all. I love y'all culture. I love the Patois. I love my Caribbeans. I'm sorry. Look, if I find out I got some Caribbean in my DNA, my ancestry, girl, y'all gonna have to let that one slide. But anyway, <laughs> according to Deadline, Warner Brothers Discovery abandons plans 
to shut down Discovery Plus as standalone service as it moves ahead with HBO Max merger. So, Warner Brothers Discovery, where Warner Bros. Discovery has ditched plans to turn two streaming services, HBO Max and Discovery Plus, into one. It will instead continue offering the latter as a standalone product, meaning Discovery Plus, as a standalone product as it moves forward with the springtime launch of a comprehensive service featuring programming from both HBO Max and Discovery Plus. Insiders confirm the strategic shift with Deadline after it was initially reported to the Wall Street Journal. The Wall Street Journal cited unidentified people familiar with the decision, saying they felt Discovery Plus subscribers could balk at paying a higher price for a combined service. HBO Max currently is at a cost of $16 a month or $10 with ads, compared with $7 and $5 for the respective equivalents of Discovery Plus. Over the past several months, Warner Bros. Discovery executives have talked often about combine about ugh, have talked often about of combining the two into a single offering. HBO Max has already been featuring uh, Discovery titles more prominently as of late years you know, after they sh you know got rid of most of their library. Anyway, <laughs> that was a sidebar. Even though the ultimate fit between prestigious uh, HBO fair HBO Fair and Discovery Mainstays, like 90 Day Fiancé, have been questioned both inside and outside of the company. The plan is now to continue to have Discovery Plus remain available even as a newly rebranded combo service hits the market in the spring. It is widely expected that HBO Max will be renamed Max for short, reflecting its broader subscriber orientation and ambitions to, to transcend its premium cable roots. Pricing is one consideration, especially with consumers responding to inflation and the proliferation of streaming services in recent years. At $16, HBO Max is already at the high end of the market, having recently leapfrogged from the most popular tier of Netflix in the U.S. At the same time, Warner Bros. Discovery is continuing to pursue its subscription streaming business. It is also stepping up its efforts in the free ad-supported streaming realm. The company recently reached a deal with Roku and Tubi to license a number of shows from Warner Bros. Television and HBO, and it is planning to launch fast channels later this year. Now, I'm going to pause for that part. Now, it makes sense why the show Generation that was on HBO Max before they took it off of there, now it's on Tubi. And that was, I believe, a week or two ago. Um, I had found that out, and I shared that on Twitter because I found that out from a, a verified source, you know, um, a verified source. So now they're on there. So for those of y'all who love Generation, y'all can go ahead and, you know, continue to watch that. Um, and I may get into it, you know, I may get into it myself. Um, and, I, and now it makes me wonder about the other shows, too, that they have taken off the other homes that they are finding. Because I know Minx, you know, my favorite show. I love that show. They're on Stars. Now we have Generation on Tubi. Uh, so that Gossip Girl show, because eventually I'm pretty sure they'll take it off of the off HBO Max, aka Max. They'll take it off there and it'll probably end up on Tubi or Roku. You know, it'll end up on one of those platforms since, you know, Warner Bros. has uh, reached a deal with both of them. Uh, so, yeah, that'll be interesting to see. But anyway, getting back to the article, 
Warner Media, which launched HBO Max in 2020, closed its $43 billion merger with Discovery last April. Like many media peers, it is looking to manage secular decline in the leaner TV business and uncertainty around profit models and streaming. Since the close of the merger, the company has not broken out subscriber numbers for Discovery Plus, which launched in early 2021. Instead, it has rolled them into an overall subscriber number including linear um yeah linear uh hbo as of september as of last september 30th warner bros discovery had 94.9 million direct to consumer subscribers and has put out a target of 130 million by the year 2025 so that was just some interesting news because you know i mean basically because the way the deadline phrased the article when you look it up on google is that warner bros discovery abandons plan to merge HBO Max with Discovery Plus. But of course, reading it, you see that, yes, they're going to not merge them. They're going to keep them separate, but they will offer a combo option. So if you want both, you can. Now, my thing is, I feel like you would just be paying that one price then of $16. At least you should be just paying that one price. It shouldn't be any, you know, higher than that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it shouldn't be any higher than that. But that's just me. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be any higher than that. Nah, it, it shouldn't because... Yeah, like, again, it's already high enough. And with inflation, it's like a lot of people are taking away their subscriptions to save money. You know what I'm saying? It's hard out here. And you see that inflation is even infecting Hollywood. You know what I'm saying? It's even infecting Hollywood. And um, if you hear like a whisper sound in the back of my window, it's like slightly open. And God, this microphone is catching everything. Okay, so if y'all hear the wind whistling, you know, you, it could be a you know a spirit. It could you know trying to get get my attention or you know say hi to you guys. You know, but anyway, because it is cold and rainy and wet and uh and cloudy and gloomy today here in Chicago. But you know, we still here. We still trucking along. We still gonna make it. But anyway, it is very expensive, and you see that the the way of the economy is going it's definitely infecting hollywood and affecting hollywood too with the amount of shows and networks that have had to cancel stuff and pull stuff last minute uh like that show damascus that um black sci-fi that i was telling you guys about they are actually going to appear at um damn it i feel like i may need to close this window i'm so sorry y'all uh so if i cut this you know what i'm saying and i come back it'll be because i need to close the window because i don't want to do that right now while i'm like recording with you guys because y'all hear all the fumbling and the you know, y'all to hear all of that shit. So, you know, and sorry, that was just me putting my hand over the mic, showing y'all an example of what y'all would hear if I got up. And you know what I'm saying? So I'm trying to talk as loud as I can. Anyway, um, that Damascus uh, show, um, they are going to premiere at, I believe, South by Southwest or some or Sundance. They're going to premiere at a film festival. And I'm betting a streaming service will end up picking them up. And so they will see the light of day, hopefully. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, a lot of, you know, a lot of these networks are challenged with, they are met with the challenge of what shows do we keep? What shows do we let go? If it's a new show and we greenlit them and they've already filmed, chances are we're going to have to pull the plug on them. But luckily, the people who created it and produced it are able to take the property and put them in film festivals, put them somewhere where they can be seen and hopefully find a new network home or streaming service or whatever or what have you. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's just it's so much going on, you know, in the art world, in the entertainment world. But you know what this for me does? It it tells me that, you know what, this is a time for me to really push myself out there, get confusion out there. You know, my plans of getting us on a streaming service finally can come into fruition because when I started my series uh, back in 2015, 
there wasn't really a, a place like Tubi or if Roku existed, I wasn't aware of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, you know, just figuring out those plans, you know, gave y'all a little exclusive tea. <laughs> but anyway, you know, so it's just it, it'll be really interesting how things go with um with that with hbo max and ugh, i can't believe i really just gonna call it max anyway it'll be really interesting to see what happens with that because i was considering getting discovery plus uh just for like ghost brothers which is like this show about um these three black guys who um do they do the paranormal stuff you know investigating sites and hauntings and houses and stuff like that and you know connecting with spirits and it's from a black perspective because they're on travel channel right now which i believe is owned by discovery too so they're on travel channel but like they there's a uh a part of their franchise because it's like i think three shows together where one is exclusively just on discovery plus so i may mess around and go and do that or i'm gonna probably hold out and see if they eventually put it on hbo max because i feel like they will i mean if you got 90 day fiance up there come on now you know um but yeah that was just a little bit of breaking news that i had to break to y'all because i was like wait a minute what? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, okay? I'm like, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, okay? Wait a minute. <laughs> I just, um, yeah, that, that was just like, huh? <laughs> what? But anyway, you guys, so what I really wanted to talk to y'all about was this article that Alan had brought to my attention that me and him may talk about on the next installment of The Pop Shop, but I wanted to, you know, give you guys my solo thoughts. So, Apparently, the Michael Jackson estate is nearing a music catalog sale worth 800 to 900 million dollars. Yes, you heard that right. And this is coming from Variety. This was on February 7th, so a day before my birthday. But apparently, they are um, basically about to sell off a good chunk of his music catalog. So I will read the article to you guys. The Michael Jackson estate is in the process of selling half of its interest in the legendary singer's music catalog in a deal in the 800 million to 900 million range. Three scores confirmed to Variety. While details are unclear, sources say that Sony and a possible financial partner are negotiating to acquire 50% of the estate's interest in Jackson's uh, publishing, recorded music uh, revenues, the MJ, uh, well, the MJ, the musical, Broadway show, and the upcoming Michael biopic, which, biopic, Jesus Christ, and possibly more assets. The package would be the biggest deal to date in the still booming music catalog market. A financial, let's see, who was it? A financial source tells Variety that Primary Wave Music already owns a stake in Jackson's publishing catalog, although details are unclear. Uh, reps for the Jackson estate co-executive executors john bronca and john mcclain sony and primary wave declined variety's multiple requests for comment mm, that's interesting sony has been involved in the biggest uh, in some of the biggest previous known catalog deals it acquired recently bruce springsteen's publishing and recorded music catalog for a combined price sources said was around 600 million dollars Sources say the company also paid $150 million to $200 million for Bob Dylan's rights to his recorded music catalog after seeing the legendary uh, songwriter sell the rights to his publishing to <coughs> oh, sorry, the Universal Music uh, for nearly $400 million. Such blockbuster deals have become routine in recent years. The three core members of Genesis sold a catalog, Genesis sold a catalog package to Concord for $300 million. But if the information is accurate, the Jackson deal is the biggest to date by far. Now, apparently there was also 
uh, they are saying that, let's see, where is he? I'm skipping around a little bit, but apparently I believe um, sources would not confirm the financial partner in the deal. It remains unclear whether one is definitely involved, but likely suspects would include uh, Eldridge Industries, which partnered with Sony on the Springsteen catalog deal and also acquired the Killers, um, the Killers pre-2020 publishing catalog in Shamrock, which recently partnered with Universal on a $200 million plus catalog acquisition from Dr. Dre. And in 2020, acquired the rights to Taylor Swift's first six albums from a consummate concernment uh, led by Scooter Braun, which Scooter Braun, he, that's a whole nother conversation with him. So, you know, it just inter it's interesting because you know, when it comes to ownership, Prince was really big on ownership because owning your music, owning your art, there's such a power that comes with that. You feel what I'm saying? There is such a power that comes with owning your catalog. You feel me? And so when it comes to owning one's catalog and your music, what you want to do is you want to own that because what happens with that is um, anyway, sorry, y'all. Yes, I had to get up and I luckily managed to do that without distracting y'all or disturbing y'all. But, you know, I'd let y'all know. Anyway, I'm back because <laughs> that, that win was just like, hey, you're not going to we're not going to battle it out to have a battle royale. Anyway, ownership is important. Because with your music, what happens is you are able to take your, you know, people are able to, you, you as the artist who owns your art, you get paid directly. It cuts out the middleman. It cuts out the labels, the distributors, the license, the publishing companies, the this, the that. It cuts all of these people out. So, for example, when people tried to clown Sierra because the label that she was on, I'm trying to remember which label it was, but the label, because I think it was Epic or RCA, whoever she was last with, or Columbia, whoever she was last with, they had dropped her. But they gave her her whole catalog for free. So from the days of goodies up till the last album that she dropped with them, they gave her everything for free. So that that took away the legal battle and the financial battle of spending millions to gain back control of your music because now she's an independent artist. Maya, another artist who, you know, she I believe she was with Interscope. I don't know if she owns all of her stuff when she was with them. I feel like she might. Um, but all, but she went independent and she was mentored by Prince and all of her independent work. She owns that Mariah, the scientist, my girl, y'all know I love her when she signed to RCA, her lawyer, whoever they were, because I don't know if she has, still has them or not, but I'm going to say she probably does. They helped her to renegotiate her contract and made it to where she owned 100 percent of everything so that when she left RCA, because I want to say she quietly got dropped from them. Um, she parted ways from them, you know, it was just, you know, hey, it's business. She now owns everything from when she was with them. You know what I'm saying? She owns all of her stuff. And, you know, and, and it also makes me think about how Lil Wayne sold off the whole, practically the whole fucking catalog of uh, Young Money Cash Money. So he, you know, he essentially shafted Drake and Nicki and sold, you know, all of their stuff as well. Their work under Young Money Cash Money. And, and I don't know if that has anything to do with why Nicki has been taking her, you know, taking her time with releasing an album after that whole situation happened because like you know he just sold everything you know what i'm saying um you know it just didn't even include them in the deal and nothing but like ownership is so important though because like when fat joe had put remy ma onto that it was like hey when we own our stuff like all the way up and these you know tv shows and movies and stuff like that they want to use the song in trailers and teasers in a scene or two or at the end and the end the credits whatever the opening credits whatever 
we get paid that we you know we get that money directly to us versus doing a deal through a Def Jam or Columbia through you know through a label you know what I'm saying so there's importance of that and so I say that to say that with um the Michael Jackson estate it's just really a shame that they're doing this because I don't think he would have wanted this like he owned the Beatles catalog catalog at one point which was so unheard of and, and a powerful chess move in the industry you know and then he was unfortunately taken out of here. Yes, my tinfoil hat is always going to tingle about that. Same with Prince, you know, because he had Prince had just got his rights. You know, I re believe Rihanna, she owns her rights. I believe Beyonce and Jay-Z, they own, I want to say, a good chunk of their rights, of their music. I don't know if there's still a few albums that they don't, but I know they own a majority of their stuff. Um, I want to say Janelle Monae, another favorite artist of mine, I believe she owns her stuff because I know she's, I believe she's like signed with Epic. Cause she was with Diddy at one point, you know, Bad Boy, uh, records and then, but she always had her own imprint, her own thing, Wonderland Art Society. Uh, that's where the other acts like Janina and um, Deep Cotton and Roman John Arthur and Saint Beauty, you know, come from and stuff like that. And yeah, I believe she signed though with uh, Epic. I think it's a distribution deal with them. I believe that's what it was, a distribution deal. So, but I believe she owns her stuff as well. And you know, it's just it makes you wonder though, what is really going on? from these artists selling the catalogs, their estates selling these their catalog. You know, Tina Turner even sold her stuff off. Like a lot of people have just been selling their stuff off. And then you have all these CEOs stepping down from these companies, be it FedEx or Google or Microsoft or um, Amazon and all this. Like what is going on? Is there something going on that they're not telling us? Is there something that we need to prepare for? Because the hard times are already here. You know what I'm saying? And that's why, like, when people, and I said this before, and I will say this again, because I said this on another uh, podcast, I believe it was The Aesthetics Room by Nico's Aesthetics. Shout out to Nico. Anyway, I've said this before, and I will say this again, is that people were so, you know, we were romanticizing and fantasizing over the roaring 20s, the 1920s to be exact, in the 20th century. But y'all fail to remember that part in history of the Great Depression, where things were really bad. Y'all see how the cost of eggs is going up, bread, milk, the basic necessities are going up. And people keep telling y'all to stock up, stock up, stock up, because, you know, you don't want to be fucked up out here because it's a lot of shit going on. All the, the chick, there's chicken farms catching on fire, egg farms catching on fire, chicken laying eggs, well, chickens who lay eggs getting killed, unfortunately. And that's causing them the food to go up even more because there is a shortage. There's a literal shortage in America. There's a shortage in the world, actually, but and we're feeling it the hardest in America, though. Like, eggs are damn near on their way to costing $10 if they're not already $10. I've heard reports of eggs in Dallas costing, like, $15.99. Like, eggs are so fucking expensive. And yes, while people could scream, go vegan, go vegetarian, sweetheart, even y'all can't keep up. As quiet as it is kept, even y'all cannot keep up. Even y'all can't keep up as quiet as it is kept. Y'all cannot keep up. So it's just, oh God, it's just, it's terrible. It's terrible what is going on. So I say that to say though, with the artists who are selling their catalogs, what is it that's going on? What is it that y'all are not telling us? Is there something that we need to prepare for? Do we need to listen to certain songs to help us out? And again, people kept romanticizing and fantasizing over the roaring 20s. Then now we have our own version of that, but with just with smartphones. It's the Great Depression 2.0 slash 3.0, but just with smartphones and pandemic after pandemic and triple demic and killer wasp and all of this other stuff that's going on. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's really stop and think about what the hell is going on. Because it's just, 
you know, the, the spiritual warfare. Like I can go on and on, y'all, for real, for real. Y'all, those who know, y'all know. Those who are new, strap in, because baby, I go from point A to Z, then over to C, then D, then E, then F, then G, then elemental motherfucking P. Okay. So I say that to say that there is something going on and we need to be made aware of it seriously and truly. But yeah, it's just this whole catalog thing. It's like, damn, like y'all just are selling y'all stuff. So then what does that say when like, so who do, who do the filmmakers and the TV show runners have to go through then to get access to the music? Do they have to then go through these companies like the Sony and the, these, you know, what is it? Premier wave or whatever. Who do we have to go through or would it just be, you know, let the, the higher ups, you know, if it's above your pay grade, let them take care of it. Let them front the bill, you know, but this is why also it's like, for me with my stuff, I definitely want to work with independent artists and use their music and license their music. Cause I feel like that'll be cheaper. Yes. But I'm, it, but it's also, you know, me putting people onto their music by way of my productions. You see what I'm saying? And I love when independent filmmakers do that. Like shout out to Alexander Scott of um, Al Scott productions, 1991 productions. Um, and I believe he has another uh, production company too. I'm forgetting it, but I know he has a new show called transplants. Um, I know that's, he has that, uh, shout out to Philae, Philae Films, you know, like both of them, like they put on, they put me on to so many new queer art, black queer artists that I never would have heard about. So I'm so thankful to them. So like, seriously, shout out to them. Okay. But yeah, y'all just tell me what y'all think about that, about, you know, this whole catalog selling stuff and just everything that's going on around us. Because, you know, yeah, I am a conspiracy theorist and you know, can you really say it's a conspiracy when things can be proven true when you put two and two together? I'm asking y'all because a lot of things are not, nothing is necessarily by happenstance or coincidence at this point. And I feel like if you haven't been hip to that, you know, since 2020 or even pre 2020, you need to be hip to it now. You feel what I'm saying? You need to be hip to it now and you need to understand what the hell is going on because something is truly a month. And, you know, we may not necessarily find out the answers right here, right now, but when we do, man, okay, like, because it's just a lot of stuff going on that we are just not being told about. And that just is very scary. You know, it's very, very scary and very frightening. But, you know, searching for the truth, search and ye will find it. Seek and ye will find it. Okay, you feel what I'm saying? Ah, <sighs> man. But anyway, y'all, let me know what y'all think, and we'll be right back for our last little segment before we get on up out of here, okay? Be right back. Thank y'all once again for tuning in to the Royal Hour Podcast. Hey, you guys, what's going on? It's your good guy, Prince Onyx. I just wanted to come and rap to y'all for a second. So I wanted to go ahead and shamelessly plug and promote my homegirl, Crystal Mary's show. It's called Mary's Attic. Mary's Attic is a storytelling podcast produced by Crystal Mary where she shares her horror short stories as well as fantastical, fairy, tale, <laughs> fan fiction. Each season also has a cluttered closet segment in which she discusses pop culture and Mary's music box, which is an ASMR room for those of you that enjoy ambient music. If you want to follow all of her projects, be sure to subscribe, not just on the podcatcher of your choice, but also take a detour to her Instagram, that is at moth underscore lace where she shares her art and links to her red bubble and published works that can also be found within the description box again the show is called mary's attic and it is by my good friend crystal mary who was recently on the royal hour podcast with me your good guy prince onyx and she is sure to return all 
right, let's go ahead and get back to the show. Thank you again. Hey guys, what's going on? It's your good guy here, Prince Onyx. I just wanted to give you a friendly reminder once again. Please be sure to leave a five-star rating and a comment and tell a friend to tell a friend. Because when this show grows, so do you as the royal court. So I want to thank y'all again for tuning in and just give a friendly reminder to be sure that you are sharing with your friends, your family, your lovers, hell, your one-off, jump-off, whatever the case is, and let them know the royal hour is the place to be and the podcast you want to listen to. And now back to the show. And welcome back to the Royal Hour Podcast. So as we prepare to get on about here, I want to thank each and every one of y'all for listening and tuning in, rocking with your boy, because it means so much to me. Like, chapter 28, my birthday, because it was yesterday, I just, I'm filled with such joy, gratitude, I'm honored, I'm thankful, I'm grateful once again gratitude a sense of humility i'm just thankful you know what i'm saying like your birthday is a time where like you really see people showing up for you even if it's just a text a call you know what i'm saying like if it's not a monetary gift you know what i'm saying because hey people hey things are hard if people can give great if they can't that's okay too uh, but just being thankful being thankful just uh, y'all just oof baby being thankful, being thankful. All right, so, um, but anyway, to get into our segment, uh, oh, sorry about that, but to get into our segments, we are going to talk about the recent, another acquisition in the industry, something, it's just a lot of stuff going on. Like, I'm gonna say this, people wanna invest in black culture, use black culture and expand into that horizon, that market, so on and so forth. And yeah, it's just, it's, it's interesting. But anyway, this is from the New York Times. So Quality Control, Atlanta rap powerhouse, sells to Scooter Braun's hype. And I believe I'm saying it right. Hype is H-Y-B-E instead of um, H-Y-P-E. So I want to say, but I want to say this is still pronounced hype. The acquisition is the famed music manager's first major move at Hype America, a division of the South Korean firm, since he became its sole chief executive last month. And this article came out on my birthday, and it was updated today, uh, February 9th, as of 12.34 Eastern uh, Standard Time. And this was by Ben Cicerio. Yeah, I believe I said, yeah, I said his name right. And Quality Control Music, the Atlanta rap label that is one of the hottest hit machines in contemporary, in contemporary music, has been acquired by Hype America, a company led by the executive and talent manager Scooter Braun, in one of the most closely watched deals in the in the music business. The acquisition is the first major step taken by Braun, who manages pop stars like Justin Bieber, Ariana Grande, and Demi Lovato, since he became the sole chief executive of Hype America just last month. The company is a division of the South Korean entertainment firm Hype, which dominates the K-pop world through its management of the superstar group BTS. The transaction was announced late Wednesday by Hype America and QC Media Holdings, the label's parent entity. Financial disclosures released by Hype in South Korea on Thursday indicated, indicated that the purchase price was about $300 million in cash and stock. QC is one of the most significant independent labels in the world. Braun said in a statement to the New York Times, they not only distribute music, but they also distribute culture. Their artists are the voices of their community. 
The deal takes off the table one of the most coveted independent labels in music and expands the global repertoire, I hope I said that right, of hype, which has only recently begun to look beyond the boundaries of K-pop. Since its founding in 2013 by Pierre Thomas, known as P and Kevin Lee, Coach K of Quality Control, has been behind the rise of rap acts like the Migos, Little Baby, and Little Yachty. Early on, the label mastered the promotion of music through streaming, adapting the firehose of the firehose of content strategy that has long flourished in the world of semi-official mixtapes. By early 2017, the label had scored a late had scored a global smash with Bad and Bougie, featuring the idi- the idiocentric um yeah idiocentric stuttering flow of the Migos, the trio, with a guest feature appearance by the rapper Little Uzi Vert, who I believe is on that label too. Y'all can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe he's on or he has some type of business dealings with them. I believe the song spent three weeks at number one on Billboard's Hot 100 chart. Little Baby alone has garnered 37 billion streams of his catalog, according to Quality Control. Thomas and Lee will remain at the helm of the label under the direction of Braun, they said. And and just a sidebar, I'm wondering how long that will be. Hopefully they, you know, they stay permanently, but that just, you know, we'll, we'll see. You know what I'm saying? We'll see. Now, Braun became a power player in artist management after discovering a young Bieber on YouTube. In 2019, he came under the crosshairs of Taylor Swift fans when his entertainment company, Ichita Holdings, bought her former label, Big Machine, including the rights to her first six studio albums that I believe she had to re-record. And, that, and I mentioned them in, you know, how Scooter Braun in the other segment about the acquisitions of these catalogs. So it was a whole thing with Taylor Swift because she had to like re-record her first albums and then like re-release them under her label it was it was just a lot you know it, it was a lot with that whole situation and so uh big machine including the rights for her uh to her six to her first six studio albums for more than 300 million dollars without her participation Ichita later then sold Swift's albums to yet another investor now in 2021 braun joined hype after the company purchased Ichita. so after they purchased his uh, company uh, which included bronze management deals, music publishing assets, and the remainder of Big Machine for just over $1 billion. We want to take our brand worldwide and need partners with mindsets like ours, ground up, self-made, and building companies from nothing, Thomas of Quality, Control, uh, Quality Control's chief executive said in a statement. All of Hype's uh, leaders are entrepreneurs with track records for finding, growing, and amplifying their talent globally. One question hanging over the deal is the future value of Migos. As we all know, one of Quality Control's biggest acts as they are. But unfortunately, one member take off, as we all know, unfortunately was killed on Halloween going into November in a shooting. You know, in November, he was killed. Um, A second is Offset, who is suing Quality Control. Mind y'all, he is suing them over the ownership of his solo work and recordings. And the third is Quavo, who is managed by Scooter Braun's projects, SB Projects, Braun's company, which is a part of Hype. Hypes America. Hypes deal with for quality control is the latest in a string of transactions in which big music companies have scooped up smaller labels known for their close relationships with artists. In 2021, Warner Music Group paid 400 million for 300 Entertainment, which has released music by Megan Thee Stallion and Young Thug. That year, Sony Music also purchased a controlling stock in Alamode Records, whose acts include Lil Durk and Rod Wave. The value of that transaction, while not disclosed, but it is estimated to be at a close of $200 million. 
So I say that to say, you know, with them, with these acquisitions and stuff going on with these labels and with, you know, these catalogs, it's just really interesting because they, you know, quality control really has a lot of people on there. They got, of course, again, the Migos, Little Yachty, um, Little Baby. They have Gloss Up, one of Glorilla's friends. And, and you know, they Lakia 47, they have a lot of people. And so for me, I'm just wondering, what does this say for their current deals with the label? You know what I'm saying? Are they going to be affected by this at all? You know, and it's just interesting how... It's these other companies not run by people who look like us who are acquiring these uh, smaller independent labels who have made a huge impact in just a small amount of time in this ever-changing landscape of music. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, oh my God, it's just, how do I feel about it? I mean, it doesn't really affect me too, too much. It's just that I'm thinking more so for the artist's who are on the label and what it says about them and their careers. You know what I'm saying? Because these people, this is all they got. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're not trying to go from being a full-time musician to working down at Trader Joe's or at a gas station. I mean, look, work ain't honest, but it pays the bills. But it's just like, you know, it's just a matter of like, yo, like, what does it say for them? So I'm just hoping that everything works out for everybody. And with the, you know, what's affecting the deal, or as it says right here, you know, one question about it is the value of the Migos when it comes to this, because that's hanging over this deal. Because again, you know, you got one member who is deceased, unfortunately. Uh, now, Quavo being managed by Scooter Braun's company, SB Projects, I don't know if that necessarily would affect it. I don't, I couldn't, I can't see that being a conflict of interest, but somebody with more music knowledge, please reach out to me and let me know, please, because uh, I'm not too sure. Um, and then on top of that, hmm, and then on top of that, with Offset suing them over the ownership for his solo recordings, which he deserves, you know what I'm saying? Because that's his work. Again, ownership, owning your masters. And because of the, the messiness with that whole fallout, unfortunately, because here's the thing, Offset has been able to parlay his relationship and marriage with Cardi into them being able to like, you know, record songs together, perform together. Hell, they may fuck around and do a duet album one of these days. You never know. Um, You know, something for the streets, whatever. And so, you know, versus somebody like Quavo, who when him and Sweet were together, they never really did anything musically together. You know what I'm saying? Like they didn't do what Offset and Cardi did. And they have since, of course, broken up in that whole messy debacle and situation as well. So, you know, it's just really interesting how this will pan out and uh pan out and fan out for everybody so i'm just hoping that the artists the other artists who were not mentioned in this article but i am mentioning mentioning them i'm hoping that their careers stay intact and that they are able to make smart moves for themselves and that they have a team that is really invested in them and helping them in their careers and keeping them you know afloat you know because it's just like again the industry is really it's a lot going on nowadays and it just makes you feel like well damn like no wonder this is happening and 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 this is happening you know what i'm saying just no wonder you you feel what i'm saying it's just child it's just it's 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 weird it's it's really weird child i just i i don't know i don't know it's just Something's up. Something's definitely up. And I'm going to try to find out what is and bring that to you guys' attention. Real talk. Okay. But anyway, we are at the end of the show for this episode. Again, I want to thank y'all for rocking with me. Seriously, tremendously, truly. Y'all have no idea what this means to me, really, because I started this podcast and originally this was like my diary. I was like just, you know, divulging a lot of my feelings about certain situations and things that had happened uh, to me um, over the past year and well, the year when I had started it. And it was a lot. And of course, I have since edited those episodes because, whew, child, I, I came out hot and just popping like fish grease because I was just so angry 
but I was mourning the loss of a relationship and what could have been and just, you know, mending myself and healing myself. Like this podcast originally started as a way for me to heal myself, to share my story with others who may be going through something similar or have gone through something similar or whatever the case is, or just to reach out to people, you know, like that was the intent early on. And even now, yet and still, while I'm talking about these pop culture topics, I still add my personality in there, my personal life. I still talk about things here and there. Right. But it's just, you know, adding a few little things here and there, a few little, few little sprinkles. Uh, but yeah, it's just, you know, in hopes that it reaches out to people to let them know that, hey, somebody else has gone through something similar as you and I made it out this way. And when I tell you, I tell you, I am thankful. Okay, hallelujah. Praise be to God and my ancestors and just, you know, really building my relationship with them um, by way of my practice and so on and so forth. You know, shout out to the HCR family. Hey, uh, if y'all made it this far to the episode, you heard your shout out. <laughs> but anyway, now we are going to get to the reviews. And I want to thank everybody who has been leaving five stars, honey. So this comes from Issa Need. And this was September 7th, uh, 2022. It reads, very nice listen, five stars. Thank you, girl. Really enjoy the honesty and perspective of this podcast. The insight is definitely appreciated. The Royal Albert is refreshing. Oh, thank you. This is from Yeezy Fan, uh, May 18th, uh, 2022. Loving this podcast. I am really loving this podcast. The Royal Albert podcast is refreshing, and we need more discussions and commentary like this. Thank you, thank you. Uh, this is from Hoodoo and Honey. May 1st, 2022. Entertainment. You are so entertaining. I love listening to your podcast. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And this is from, oh, this is a year ago. Hey, this is from Diva D220. Hey, it reads five stars, of course. I love that you are not shy to be open and vulnerable. Oh, thank you. Like I said, like I just, that's the thing too with my podcast. I, cause I, when I listen to others and look at what they do, be it Bondi Blue, uh, Lovely T, uh, Kid Fury and Crystal from The Read, um, Dustin, Hey Fran, Hey, and Asante of The Friend Zone, um, even Sisters Who Kill, uh, Mariah and Taz, um, Surface Level, um, you know what I'm saying? Like when I listen to the, even, yeah, I said Lovely T already, um, you know, and even like people like, uh, let's see, who else do I listen to? Uh, a little Juju podcast by Juju Bay, um, That Black Boy Joy, you know, like when I listen to these guys, you know, it's like they're, the amount of vulnerability that comes from them and the the way that they humanize themselves and just, you know, just have a good time too, you know, they just, man, but you know, and when they, when it comes to being top uh, talking about topics that they are passionate about, you know, I love that. You know what I'm saying? Like I love when the read does that segment, the read where they gather, where they, you know, read motherfuckers down and just, you know, or when Cure Fury is really being vulnerable with us. Like, I love that. And I was like, you know what, for my show, I want to be vulnerable too. Now, sometimes it gets spicy. Sometimes I'd be raging and talking shit and being like, I'm going to beat this motherfucker. Da, 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 da. Like, I'd be, child, look, whew, those who know, y'all know. Okay. Um, but again, if you made it this far, you've seen the growth. Like, I'm much calmer nowadays. And it took for other people to say that about me because I, when people would say that, I would be like, am I more calmer, more, you know, calm down, cool and relaxed? Honey, yes. Yes, you are. Yes, I am. And I'm ever so thankful for that because, again, it just this journey, this thing we call life, you're going to go through different trials and tribulations. And how you come out of that, how you come out of that, it speaks volumes. And thankfully, I came out, you know, more zen. I mean, I'll still check a motherfucker. Don't get it twisted. But more zen. You know what I'm saying? 
And so with that being said, y'all, love y'all lots. Thank y'all again for the reviews. Keep reviewing, keep reviewing the five stars. It helps me truly with putting me in the algorithm. And like I said, this episode is a freebie out of the exclusive content that I've been making. But this is just, you know, basically a small taste. Well, basically appetizer, uh, entree, dessert, and then some and a couple of drinks. <laughs> you know, the whole meal, the whole sample, sample platter to see if you guys, you know, are liking what you're hearing. And if so, to get more exclusive content that's going to be ad free, because as you guys can tell through this episode, you've been hearing commercials here and there. Well, with the ad free episodes, you would get episodes similar to this, where it's just straight talk through and through straight talk through and through straight talk through and through if there are any breaks or interruptions it's probably because either myself or my co-host or co-hostesses we probably had to step away and go to the restroom so it's like hey let's pause for the cause bam all right you're back you wash your hands you dried your hands off great let's get it what let's get it busting you know um but other than that you know and again you'll get the intro you'll get the outro on where to find me where i'm at on social media you will also get uh damn what else is it shout i'm trying to remember you will get the announcement you know letting you guys know about this feature which shout out to anchor which is made by spotify that has made it possible for me to have my podcast which you know i'm gonna say this about 2020 so far even though it's been a mess there have been so many opportunities really to make a career for yourself online to where you don't have to rely on these corporations because you can be loyal to these jobs for decades and they could just drop you like that you could be loyal to these jobs again for decades and they can drop you like that real talk you have to put time aside for you that vacation time them sick days them personal days hell even right now lawmakers here in illinois are fighting to uh, make it to where workers get 26 weeks paid leave like hello like people are seeing this like yo folks are putting their mental health forward their side hustles like i know again for me when it comes to my creative services when it comes to script conversion script formatting writing whatever it is i charge for that now i can no longer give out free game even if we're friends hey you really if we friends you're getting a discount versus what i'm much what i would charge other people and even to find out that i'm like i've been lowballing myself I've been lowballing myself. I know right now I'm going into a bit of a tangent, but those of y'all who've been with me, y'all know. It's like I've been lowballing myself versus what people in the industry, they're charging way more. But I'm like, okay, well, let me do this to start off because I'm building up my resume. I'm building up connections because you can be the most talented filmmaker, the most talented songwriter, the most talented producer, engineer, guitarist, pianist, drummer, uh, whatever. You could be the most talented motherfucker known to man, woman, child, elephant, giraffe, and horse, and woolly, holy, woolly, mammoth, and saber-toothed tiger. But it's about who you know. So I'm doing what I can for myself, for others, building networks. Like, I'm telling y'all, the plans I have for 2023 and beyond, for this soft relaunch of my Confusion series, and just... Whew. Had to gather myself. The plans I have, y'all... Jesus, Jesus, amazing. Okay, I'm really finna, you know, taking the time to reflect, and that's what I really did with, um, after the events of 2020 coming into 2022. You know, last year I took that time to really reflect, and look at myself and be like, hey, you got this. You know what you need to fix. You know what you need to do. You know what you know the wrongs. If there are any wrongs that need to be right, you know what how to make them right, and you know what to do. And I'm just so thankful for real, like. Ooh, God bless the hoodoo child. God bless the hoodoo child, the conjurers, the root workers. Because, baby, whew, and God bless my ancestors, my spiritual court. They walk with me. They are with me every step of the way. 
Even when I feel like they not, they are there. And then some. So, oof, oof, child, just that was a lot. But I say all of that to say, once again, thank y'all for tuning in to the Royal Hour Podcast. This has been your good guy, Prince Onyx, and I will see you all next time, next time, next time. See you next time. See you next. I don't know what type of jingle I was trying. I think I was trying to sing. Uh, damn, what's his name? Fuck. Um, God damn it. I Louis. Uh, it's Louis something. Hold on, Chad. I gotta. I gotta look this up because I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna mess up this artist's name. There we go. Ooh, where is it? Where is it? Lou Rawls, not Louis. Where did I get Louis from? Lou Rawls. I see you when I get there. Yeah, yeah. I see you when I get there. I see you when I get there. But anyway, y'all, love y'all lots. And we will talk until then next time. Peace. Hey guys, what's going on? I just wanted to let you guys know before we get on up out of here with your good guy here, Prince Onyx, I just want to let you lovely people know where you can find me. So if you are in the TikTok streets, you can find me at Prince of the Go. That is P-R-I-N-C-E-O-F-T-H-E-G-O. And the Go is short for Chicago. Or you can just simply type in Prince Onyx and I will pop up. Now that same name I just gave you, Prince of the Go, you can also find me under that same moniker over at Instagram. You know, trying to keep in tune with the whole Prince royalty background, you know, the brand. (laughs) And you can also find me under my second Instagram, Prince of Gotham, with the number one. And Gotham, like, you know, Gotham City, you know, in case you guys haven't put put two and two together comic book reference and you guys can also find me at fanbase prince onyx and you can also find me on these twitter streets prince onyx world now that after you spell out prince the onyx is o-n-y-x all capitalized and world is spelled w-r-l-d so it's world minus the o and that is all capitalized as well so be sure that you are following me and keeping up up to date with me and staying in touch with me as i want to hear from you lovely people and other than that we will go ahead and get on up out of here so i love you guys lots and let me know your thoughts on this recent episode until we meet again peace oh and how could i forget you can also find me on youtube prince onyx hello come on now i'm definitely trying to keep this brand going and going and going and going not even trying i am keeping this brand going but again i just want you guys to know where you guys can find me all right talk to you later peace